This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. That's, that's a good point from our validation study before we even submitted the paper one of the big companies have bankrupted the other one was purchased by Google so even even submitting the review there, there was so many changes and then it was a difficult review process so yeah that's that's very good point so maybe as an overall point if you can use research grade devices you will avoid many of the headaches and publishing will be easier and then the next chapter is a special note about children with disabilities i think it's a very important chapter i think many times this is not not considered mm-hmm. and actually i personally like it wasn't at the forefront of my mind when i started this um, but then i was reading about it and i realized like this is actually very important i already touched about had touched on this a little bit earlier in the ebook that um, children with disabilities need to meet the same recommendations for physical activity as those without disabilities. So that includes like 60 minutes of physical activity a day, um, limited sedentary behavior, sedentary behavior, not just meaning sitting, but um, uh, because you can also be physically active while sitting. That's relevant for kids who are in a wheelchair, for example. And so there are actually international guidelines as well as some national ones in certain countries that say um, that that these kids and adolescents also deserve to be involved in research. It's important that we measure them. It's important that we give them feedback. Um, the challenge, of course, for a researcher is that you need to go about it a little bit differently. And um, for example, a thigh-worn accelerom- accelerometer on a child who's in a wheelchair is not going to give you that much information. So um, you really need to think about it. But there is some research being done. And for example, for wheelchair users, um, you would attach an accelerometer to the uh, to the wheel or one of the wheels and then also one to the wrist like that's one solution um this category of course also includes kids and adolescents with um, mental disabilities and there you also have um some resources out there for example questionnaires that are made with like simpler language a lot of pictures um but i would really like encourage any researcher to kind of dig into this a little bit deeper there are some resources out yeah, there and I think it's important it's, that it's we do important and in our i think research. now we need for for example for algorithms to detect we need kind of easy way of adapting the algorithms for example when you have older people they are walking slower so maybe the threshold to detect walking needs to be brought down and then you have for example children with cerebral palsy where the walking patterns are probably less symmetrical so you need to kind of give more leeway for the algorithm that this is probably walking even when other algorithms it wouldn't be so i think we need some kind of way of adapting the algorithms more easier within the within the softwares within the ways that we analyze and and we are we are working on we have some grant applications with Fibion and some researchers that we could adapt the algorithms in our cloud that we we measure the raw signal and then the cloud is running different algorithms that you can choose different uh, special groups let's let's hope that we we get the grant and we can actually actually do do that one how do you see this this one going in the future what what would be your hopes and wishes and what are your predictions 
I actually worked in a research group last summer um, where we studied um, people with paraplegia and we used accelerometers to analyze their wheeling behavior as well as their walking behavior, if they could walk. And um, we tracked uh, changes over time as they were recovering. So I know that research is being done and I know that those algorithms, for example, are getting better. Yes, otherwise, um, I wish I knew more about this topic, actually. And uh, But my hope really is that, that we are going to pay attention to them. Um, yeah, it's probably I, not going to be the good. case we everywhere. We have some, um, some yeah. customers with Fibion in Helsinki University Hospital, the Children's Hospital, and they are they are doing movement analysis with children with cerebral palsy. That's quite common that you, you do the movement analysis before a surgery. And then after a surgery, that's kind of the success of the surgery that did the walking behavior or the biomechanics of walking improve. But but then it's also that how does it translate to normal life? Do they do they move more in normal life? And then then you need to track track in in daily life. And also I think many times the problem is that they are not moving enough. There might be a social things that which discourage them to move as they are a bit moving differently than others so i think that's important to consider these special groups groups all the time but i think it's 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 going forward which is great yeah and i think in all of this like not just with children who have disabilities but um it, well for the whole human population really it's important to remember like we're measuring this so that we can make those changes um that's why it's so important to even measure physical activity in the first place like on the one hand we're studying the positive effects that it has but then also a very important outcome is so we can create interventions that um then allow us to move better or allow the general yeah, population I, I to move agree. more move and better then in the the last one is key messages. How would you summarize the key messages of this this ebook? Yeah, there are there are quite a few. Um, I think one very big one is to not oversimplify. Like whatever method that you're using, um, it might seem simple at first glance. But as we touched on in this podcast, especially also with children and also adolescents, there are different challenges to overcome. Um, so important to go through the literature to really think about things. Also, um, use some common sense. Think about how how they move, how they behave. Then also very important, you cannot really directly compare results from different methods and sometimes even not if you use the same method because for example with accelerometers so many decisions go into into it so many different settings can be changed and all of that will influence the final outcome so keep that in mind when you're reading the literature or also designing your own study um, yeah, no and now i need to think for a moment <laughs> Yes. Um, so which method that you choose very much also depends on your research question. Um, if your primary outcome of interest isn't even physical activity, it's something else, you might be able to use a slightly less accurate method. Um, you can save a little bit of time and budget there and you can still get a fairly good estimate. The method choice also depends again on your budget, also on your expertise. Like it might not make sense to use the most complicated setup if you don't have the expertise. Yeah, 
and also not the time I, I think to learn many it. times um, it's it's yeah. easy to design research that we will measure everything perfectly but it comes down to practicality when you're actually there for example with the participant and you're like all right we need to put these seven devices on you and see that everything starts synchronously and the data is flowing and you're like we cannot do this so i think importance of pilot just putting on the devices seeing that can we actually do this how long does this take and we do we need to do something for example calibration for different signals and it comes down to the practical things in <laughs> in, in practice and i think you cannot overstress the importance of piloting and really seeing that can we analyze this data do we get it correct so yeah i think the piloting is very important and i think one thing you said about the complexity it's it's good point because it might seem simple but when you start to think it bit more it might get a little bit more more complicated and maybe good good to see say this here in in the podcast recording i have had for quite a long time an idea that i would do questions and answers uh, kind of live show maybe in twitter rooms which is just audio that people could come in there they could ask their research or measurement related questions and i could answer what i know there could be some other researchers it could be this kind of forum of having having questions and and answers so as i have said it now here in the recording i might need to do it so you can pressure me on on social media to actually I think that's a great idea. I've been thinking about this a little bit too. And it's one of the reasons I find this podcast so valuable because researchers know a lot and not all of it is in the papers. Um, So if it's not your field of expertise, you can gain a lot from reading the papers, but there's also a lot to be gained from actually speaking with the experts. So I think that kind of forum is a great idea. Yeah. And and I think the problem is that when the reviewers are reading the paper, when you don't tell about the difficulties and post data, you will get it published easier. But then other people cannot learn from your mistakes and I think a lot of researchers I don't know if it's fair but they kind of don't tell about all the data they lost and the problems they had in the measurements because the reviewers are usually getting stuck with the lost data or or something like this so the research papers are always the the good story the ideal story how everything went perfectly but actually when you're down there in the lab and and doing it there's so many things that where you have problems and i think you need a different different forum to discuss about about these these things and i think the podcast is good one and i think we could have some kind of q a a part also and anything else you would like to tell about the process of writing ebook any 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 other other things about it um just that there is still a lot more in there that we have now not discussed during this podcast so i encourage our listeners to go and give it a read um we've also included quite a few references um which might be beneficial for you too because sometimes it's not so easy to find all the all the papers all the good papers so we hope that this helps with that as well yeah that's a good point and how to get the ebook so so basically you can go to our twitter the physical activity research podcast twitter and there as a first tweet we have pinned pinned this one if you retweet 
the tweet and follow us on Twitter, we will send the e to you as a, as a direct message in Twitter. So basically retweet the, the post and follow us. So we have built this, of course, that we will get more attention to the ebook, but I think it's a good deal. You get the free ebook and we get more people to see that there's a free book available. If you happen to listen to this podcast episode much later, now it's, now it's, uh, summer of 2022 and we have had some other twitter posts that is more important it's not there anymore we will then add the podcast uh, a link in the podcast description where you can download the ebook so that's how to find it and yeah we really find that you find find it the ebook useful it's about 25 pages of, of text and then then the reference but it's not super dense text we try to make it a pleasant read and nice to look at that's the difference between research articles so it might be a more relaxing read for the for the listeners sorry and if like this is not your um, primary field of research um, it might still be interesting to give this a read because there's a little bit that you can learn and hopefully that'll be interesting for you yeah perfect so it it has been pleasure doing the ebook with you Ugne and this was a nice recording so thank you for taking the time for this this recording yeah I enjoyed it as well thank you thanks for joining us this week on physical activity researcher podcast if you like the show make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on twitter this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support if you found value in the show we would really appreciate the rating on apple podcast or whichever app you use or if you would in a real old school way simply tell a friend about the show it would be a great help for us we have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes so be sure to tune in thank you all for your support and have a great day